0: Hey, Lance, you know how Miss Marvel says embiggen whenever she changes her shape? Yeah. Well, if you were a superhero, what would your catchphrase be? Like mine as an artist would probably be like pencil time.
1: Mine's probably to the couch. To the couch? Yeah, because I'm the best at binge watching shows. Ah, well, that is pretty powerful. Yeah, Netflix doesn't even ask me if I want to continue anymore. It just knows. Yeah, that, that is uh, that is quite a superpower.
0: Welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic book characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Chris. And I'm Lance. And today, we're talking about Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. I'm excited about this. This is um, a really cool character, and uh, let's just get into it. So, Miss Marvel is a teenage superhero created by Sunnah Amanat, uh, G. Willow Wilson, and Adrian Alfona, and Stephen Wacker. Uh, Miss Marvel is the first Muslim-American superhero with her own comic book title, which is a big deal. And it's very cool that, that Marvel kind of really put her in the limelight and spotlight. The character of Kamala Khan is a Pakistani-American born in Jersey City who attends high school, has a small group of friends, and struggles with the restrictions of her family's cultural beliefs. One night, she's exposed to a Terrigen mist, don't worry if you don't know what that is, which activates her latent inhuman powers. If you don't know what inhumans are, that's okay too. Uh, You can look it up later. She's immediately put into a situation where she realizes she can use these powers for good to help others, but she still has to balance her school and family life. Her powers, which are many, include, and this is according to uh, the Marvel fandom page, Her cells manifest mutatable properties due to the fact that she's able to shape her powers through time with different versions of herself on a molecular level. Miss Marvel time travels whenever she uses her powers, which is kind of cool. It's not inherently obvious at first, but we're just kind of going with that. doesn't Um, make sense,
1: but it sounds awesome.
0: (laughs) It's comic physics. Her main thing is elongation. Um, She can stretch and kind of, deform her body like Mr. Fantastic and make herself bigger, like to the size of a building or just a few inches tall or super paper thin. She can also change her physical appearance like mystique look like other people. And I think even inanimate objects, right? Then she disguised
1: herself as she, she turns herself into a dummy.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So it's not just people. She also has a healing factor, but it can only be used when she's in her original Kamala form and she gets super hungry after healing, like I get super hangry after uh, trying to uh, do a workout. But you know, so this, I think this is like next level
1: hangry. Yeah, she's she's already got the teenage hunger, but now add superpower teenage hunger.
0: Kind of a neat one is is she's uh, bioluminescent. She glows whenever she's changing, whenever she's using her morphogenic powers. She does have a couple weaknesses, including um, getting very weak after healing after using her healing power. And um, she is weak to uh, EMP pulses, electromagnetic pulses, which weaken her elasticity. So there's a lot going on with Miss Marvel, with Kamala Khan. So to find out how this hero came into being, we're going to go...
1: Into the Archives! Like many comic book characters, their creation starts in pitch meetings. Sana Amana was approached around 2012 By Stephen Wacker during one of these pitch meetings. He was a senior editor at Marvel, and with Sanaa also being an editor at Marvel as well. He wanted to get to know a little bit more about Sanaa's experience being a Muslim American in the United States and what that impacted, how that impacted her life. And when they started to discuss how a character could be created. From these ideas, all these concepts started to flow about how Sanab being being raised by Pakistani immigrants in New Jersey suburb, suburbs, how it was difficult for her to to grow up in a, around people that didn't understand her culture, didn't really understand her beliefs, made her feel like an outsider, among others, and really having only a close few friends. These, these concepts really sparked an idea that k- proved to be very powerful. And after they had this initial idea, they contacted writer G. Willow Wilson about creating this character. And upon hearing that, uh, G. Willow Wilson was very interested in helping tell a story as she was also a convert to Islam and had also been raised in new jersey not much later willow got back to Sanaa and wacker about this concept for a 16 year old girl named kamala khan being raised in new jersey by pakistani american parents the idea would consider all those struggles that Sanaa was experiencing that willow could also connect with in order to really bring these ideas to life illustrator Adrian Alfona, who you may recognize from his co-creation and art on the Runaway series for Marvel, they brought him in to really bring to life the idea of Kamala, the cultural concepts, the feel for New Jersey, making it feel like the real thing. But rather than Kamala serving as this picture-perfect representation of what a Muslim American teenager should be. They wanted to incorporate the flaws that come with being a teenager. The the struggles, the quirks, the everyday problems that may seem gigantic, but are also small or make things seem small that are actually a bigger deal. Kamala was also going to bring in this aspect of being a fangirl of this superhero world a big part of it being that the creators obviously are within the comic book industry it was something that they could turn to to feel strength to be excited about kamala would also share those ideals
0: yeah i love the fact that she writes avengers fan fiction and there's some like romantic fan fiction she gets into and she like talks about oh you know it's got this this many uh this many upticks on you know this nerd website
1: you know it's 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 very funny it's it's something that a teenage girl in this world of superheroes would actually do.
0: The, Absolutely.
1: My favorite thing about this writing from from Willow is how real it feels. It's very grounded. It it feels a lot like the like Defenders feel a lot of like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones where in this world of huge superheroes flying around doing these spectacular things in, in just a local area, there is a hero there trying to protect those around them, their loved ones, their friends, and just trying to do good, being your friendly neighborhood hero. That's exactly what Kamala represents. And it's fantastic to see just because around this time where there's so much misunderstanding about certain cultures, Kamala stood as a representation for that community, to show that these are my beliefs. This is what I was raised to think. And this is how I'm going to use that to help other people. One of my favorite things reading the series was seeing how her the cultural concepts, the ideas, and, and scripture that they would read would impact her choice in order to help others. I, I'm, I'm going to butcher the concept for for the verse, but essentially came down to if you were to kill one person, it's as if you had killed all humanity. But if you saved one person, it's as if you had saved all mankind. It's it's those ideals that really pushed her to use her powers almost immediately after obtaining them. Which I I don't know if I would be brave enough to do that. If if I had just developed powers, would I feel like I could immediately put them to use and be functional? Would that be something you could do?
0: I don't know. I mean, I, it it's interesting because you know the the person that she saves in that after getting her powers is is kind of like this super popular girl, but who's kind of made fun of her, but. And she left the popular party, and then she f- sees that she like fell into the water, and you know her boyfriend or whatever doesn't do anything. So it's kind of like you're not only saving somebody, but you're saving somebody that is potentially kind of a rival. Um, but you're kind of getting over that teenage angst of like, oh, you know. But I'm do- I have to do the right thing, and and that's that really solidifies Kamala as like, you know, a good person. She has a good. Good soul, good heart, and that she's willing to even look over that kind of
1: thing. One thing that really struck me when I was doing research for Kamala, there was an interview that Sanan does with, I believe it's uh, Marvel Entertainment, where she she's talking about um, the ideal of of Kamala being reminiscent of Spider Man, being like that friendly neighborhood hero, and they she kind of flips not really flips but changes the uncle ben quote so rather than rather than being with great power comes great responsibility for kamala it's with great power comes great possibility hmm. these these this idea that she went from being a fangirl writing fan fiction to then being able to really be one of those heroes that she's idolized and it it's true like her powers are really Expansive. You talked about how she has power similar to, I don't know, how many different other heroes. Like, reminiscent of Mister Fantastic and Mystique, yeah, Mystique and, and and she has a healing Ant-Man. factor like Wolverine, <laughs> and yeah, and she's uh, Ant Man, Giant Man. She's all these things put together, but it all matches her main power. Continuing with this with this uh interview from Marvel Entertainment, so now goes on to talking about. Wanting to create a, a hero that could break down stereotypes and perceptions of Muslim Americans within the United States as as well as around the world, that there might be this negative connotation to this this culture, but those those ideas are misinformed, and here is what we actually believe and what we represent and what we're trying to accomplish. In the series as a whole it's it's really about Kamala trying to find herself despite having all these negative stereotypes thrown at her, but despite having the like the popular girl just try and tear her down and being on this outskirt these outskirts of of this society, especially in high school, just being on the outside is difficult enough. And when you when you add a culture that's often so misrepresented in, in media that can just have a greater impact on self-esteem. So for her, it's really about overcoming these obstacles and just doing what's right. Now, Kamala makes her first cameo appearance in August 2013 in Captain Marvel issue 14. But in that issue, she's really just a bystander. You just see a an image of her. But then three issues later, in issue 17... It actually marks the end of that Captain Marvel run. And as the narrator is finishing up the story, it's talking about how uh, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, has really ascended to this position as Earth's mightiest Avenger and how she's beginning to inspire others around her. It shows the last few panels of that issue of uh, you see Kamala with her back turned to your perspective and she's staring at the logo of Captain Marvel, and she does that iconic, like, bicep flex pose. But as soon as she flexes, she she tears her shirt because her muscle grows so big. So it's your first kind of vision of, oh, like this person has some powers. They're they're not just like Carol Danvers isn't just inspiring your average day everyday person. She's inspiring other potential heroes. And then we move on to kind of that heated debate that I feel like we almost talk about every issue where like, what's, what's the actual first full appearance versus a cameo versus, because a lot of the times it's just that discussion because people want to know which, which comic to buy and, or which one to try and resell for more. <laughs> There's a lot of, a lot of flipper mentality that goes along with figuring out cameos. Except for Spider-Man. Spider-Man is amazing fantasy 15. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got that one down for captain marvel issue 17 the second printing shows kamala on the cover in her full ms marvel costume but at that time we didn't even know like kamala's name or anything about her or and so when it showed that it's like wait she's in the comic all you get is that bicep shot at the end now after all of that we have a first full appearance of kamala as ms marvel in the all-new all, all new Marvel Now.1 1, issue one in 2014. Not only do we learn her name, but we get to see her suited up. It's it's a really short, not not too many pages, because that issue is really about introducing a few different characters and concepts. And for her, it's a very short story of her fighting a giant junk monster that's really funny. You get to see her personality, get to see how her character will be written in the future, and you get to see her powers, which is really fun. I think we even see that
0: particular fight in like a later storyline, like issue seven or something where
1: she's fighting the junk monster. And then finally, after all of that, in Ms. Marvel number one in 2014, which is written by G Willow Wilson and art done by Adrian Alphona. We learn about the Terrigen Mist and how it unlock those latent inhuman abilities and earlier we mentioned a little bit about those and there's a whole inhuman storyline if you don't know about it there's a Terrigen mist that comes out and all you really need to know is that it made a lot of people that didn't have powers have powers if you ever watch agents of shield the same thing happens
0: with um with a couple of characters on on that show as well um, they kind of bring in the Terrigen Mist and there was an Inhuman show that did not last very long, but it's on Disney Plus if you want to watch it. Um, but it's it's all about this sort of, kind of like a, an alternative power source than mutants because they didn't want to do anything with mutants because they didn't have the rights to it. So they were trying to make Inhumans this whole thing I think at that point. But anyway,
1: yeah, Terrigen the, Mist. Yeah, Terrigen Mist. The one last thing I'll say about Ms. Marvel number one is just how many print reprints it went through so so chris when when a comic sells well, how about how many reprintings would you say it gets? uh three yeah you know,
0: like two, three I mean like I remember Death of Superman
1: in the early nineties went through like three or four printings, I think. Yeah, so around, like, if, if a book gets a third printing, that's, like, whoa, that, that book sold pretty well. Yeah. Ms. Marvel 1 had seven printings. Wow. That is an insane number. It says something. And, and I understand why. I honestly didn't, uh, when this when this book originally came out, I, I didn't purchase it because I wasn't buying new issues at the time. I was really going for back stock. But... I completely understand why it sold so many not only for cultural significance or just having a great new diverse character within marvel but the writing is really well done it's a fun character a very likable character and it's it's something where us as as fans of comics immediately relate to her just because she is a fan she loves the things we love
0: Let's get into some details about the comic. So kind of hard facts. Uh, so her the Miss Marvel, this is actually, I think, the third Miss Marvel um, that has taken up that that name uh, is Kamala Khan. And um, the setting mostly, as you said, takes place in Jersey City, New Jersey, which it, it's welcome to have like another setting besides just New York.
1: Yeah. All, know, the, for all the villains go to New York for some reason
0: yeah so this is like
1: jersey city okay that's interesting
0: and it's it feels very uh homey you know the comic feels very like small town even though it's a a pretty big you know city yeah gigantic Um, city
1: but it's grounded for sure
0: but but it's not new york it's not skyscrapers and super tall buildings um and she also kind of operates out of um a convenience store called the circle Q, which her
1: circle Q, uh,
0: the circle Q is, is run by her friend, uh, Bruno. Um, And then later uh, in, in future Kamala Khan storylines, when she's part of the champions, you know, she, they um, have dealings in the Marvel or in the uh, champions mobile bunker. And then there's other locations that they kind of touch on. But those are the kind of the main ones. As far as a job, you know, Kamala is a high school student. That's kind of her main thing. She has many affiliations uh, since her origin. She was a member of the New Avengers, the all new, all different Avengers. She was a member of the Avengers. She was part of she is an Inhuman. We've kind of mentioned that she becomes a member of the Champions. They kind of take up that name and then also secret warriors so all of these different sort of popular well-known famous uh, team names and, and affiliations uh, miss marvel kind of has a connection to
1: yeah pretty um, much her- pretty much any newer team that marvels created as of late that incorporated any younger heroes she was a part yeah, of
0: basically almost everybody except x-men and fantastic four <laughs> at this point her supporting characters in the comic include best friend since uh, being a kid Nakia and also Bruno Um, her parents Yusuf and Muniba and her older brother Amir and I mentioned the, the family because they do play a really big part in in her comic and and kind of they're not just antagonists because you know they there's some really touching moments with her family like you know, I was worried her dad was going to be very one note. And then there was one storyline where she comes home and he's like, what's the matter? You're like, you can tell me, like, just, just tell me how I can help. And,
1: yeah, and it kind of shifts a little bit. And yeah, it was very really touching. It's a very loving, supportive environment that leads to a lot of grounding. I feel like Kamala Kamala is grounded more than I think she is not grounded in the comic.
0: Yeah, her brother is very devout, and you know prays a lot. And they even mention that in the first issue. And the parents are like, "Why are you praying so much? You gotta stop and eat every once in a while." And um, you know, they they show her going to the mosque. They show her going to, you know, the, a wedding, and 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 kind of like his struggle with that, her brother's struggle, and and so it's it it very much takes part in that culture, but it's not something that I think is uh, done in a way where it's like. You don't feel like, um, oh, I don't want to read this because it's just going to be a way of shoving this culture, you know, in your face. It's done in a way that's very organic, and it was really, it was really interesting to read.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's it. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed the aspects that where they do bring in the cultural component because it it fits right into what they're doing it affects what her decision making is it affects how she's interacting with her family what events they go to but you're right it's it's not something that's going to hit you over the head with it it's it's very subtle and it's very well done
0: mhm there's a there's a great moment later in the run in the 2016 run where she calls in miss um Miss Marvel. She calls in Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, for assistance. And Carol Danvers is like, listen, um there are gonna be times when, you know, years from now, 30 years from now, you're gonna regret doing these little things in your regular life. So find out what's important to you. If you need somebody, some other heroes to come in and help out, like, ask, you know, because you're gonna. What would you rather be doing? And it, at at the time, like her brother's getting married, and she's willing to, you know, skip it because she felt that she had to like save the city and, you know, deal with this big problem. But she was like, no, I have to, I have to go, you know, be at my brother's wedding. That's more important. So it, it it's it's nice to have those little kind of real world moments. It feels very Spider Man in in a lot of ways, but but different because. It's it's you know it's culturally different it it's a it's a whole family unit and you know it's not just Aunt May
1: so yeah, I, mean, I would I like I would, that yeah I would say it's familiar but unique
0: yeah that's a good way to put it um so besides her family uh, she has a lot of hero allies that we meet throughout the series um initially you know she kind of starts on off on her own but she kind of creates this little series of of mentors um and the first one surprisingly is Wolverine he, she meets Wolverine on on a adventure and um kind of tracking down other things he's looking for you know a mutant that went lost from the Jean Grey school and and they both have um healing factors so initially Wolverine thinks that she might be a mutant but then she mentions about the terigen mist and Wolverine's like oh i know and then that kind of leads to um interactions with the inhumans medusa and you see lockjaw the big old dog that can teleport and everything uh and kind of hangs around on its head with a tuna fork on its head and um kind of leads lockjaw to hang around and they're very cool um like dr Vinatos, um who tells her about her powers i think for the first time um later in the line and then once she gets into the into the avengers spoiler but she you know becomes an avenger and she becomes an avenger with some other younger avengers including Miles Morales uh, who at the time joins you know is in, is in this universe um he originally was in the ultimate universe but now he's at this point um you know part of the 616 universe marvel and then also um Nova a, a younger Nova character what's his real name I
1: think it's Sam Alexander yeah so,
0: like, they're all kind of young, and they're, like, younger members of the Avengers team, and so they kind of form a close bond, and later the three of them, amongst others, also become um, part of the champions as well. Um, there are a lot of bad guys, but, um, you know, different kind of bad guys. So, the, uh, her first big antagonist is called the Inventor, and there's a guy named Kaboom, and then later they fight one of the Inhuman sort of bad guys named lineage uh she fights the Chitari. she fights a <laughs> i thought this was gonna kind of fight she fights a, a guy named discord <laughs> um so uh, there's there's some you know she fights some interesting against keyboard villains. warriors on discord yeah exactly um so there's some there's some interesting antagonists but i think a lot of it is she just kind of fights her own um her own struggle with learning her powers, because a lot of the problems that she has, she's like, Oh, no, I can't do this. And she pretty early on, she has a mission, she goes on and she's like, Nope, I failed. I can't do that. Like, I have to figure things out. And she has to regroup. And, you know, I like that the, the inventor storyline, you know, it it takes a while for her to kind of get to her and or get to the inventor and like it's not just like one issue and then ha I've defeated you it's it's there's a whole arc yeah and there's a lot of uh, trial and error a lot of trial and error which which makes it feel really real and which I really like I I I I like that it it takes its time with taking out this seemingly small kind of villain Mm -hmm. but it also takes its time you know introducing him and and uh oh and the inventor is, is um a clone of Thomas Edison, who has the head of a cockatiel. <laughs> so that that's a whole nother thing. But um, <laughs> this comic gets a little loopy, but it's it's done in a way where it's like, OK, I I'll go with you on this. Yeah, on this it journey. makes sense in this this setting. It makes sense within context.
1: All right, let's go on to the pull list. Just to start with the pull list, you have to go with that first full first full appearance. So all new Marvel now point one. Number one, it's going to be a fun read. It's a great short story. There's a whole bunch of other stories that are in it as well. Really thick issue. It'll be a fun read no matter what. But if you do find it, I would just read it online. Keep that thing as in good condition as you possibly can. That'll be probably
0: a harder one to find. But if you, you can probably find it digitally or, you know, somewhere as a
1: reprint. Next up is definitely going to be the Ms. Marvel 2014 run. So her first original solo run. Very well done, fun writing, r- a lot of humor, really cool looking abilities. The art is fantastic, really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, you mentioned you know, Adrian Alfona did the art and who did Runaways, w- which I, I love Runaways, and I, I, I know we're going to talk about that at some point, but um, it feels very like his art feels very um. Almost like a like a manga, like it's watercolory style, and the line work is mm-hmm. very thin and it's very sketchy. It's not like hard edges, hard ink. Um, it's almost like penciled in. I mean, there's some panels where people have little dots for eyes and little lines from the further back, and and it kind of has this fun cartoony, um, uh, like like the whole comic is elastic, um, like like she is. So I, I like that it's not. It, it keeps itself really loose. Um, and and I think that that lends itself a lot to the art style.
1: Alphona's um, art style is really fun. Then we move on to the 2016 run of Ms. Marvel. And I believe it's the exact same team that's on this run as well. They just kind of restart from issue one and just move forward with it.
0: Yeah, a bit of a rebrand. They they have they do try out a couple different artists uh during this part. Um Alfona still continues to work on it. Uh they bring in an artist named, oh I hope I do this okay, uh Takeshi Miyazawa, um, who has a really fun kind of manga influence uh to the art. And uh one of my favorite artists on Miss Marvel is who they bring in later is Nico Leon or Leon. Um and th- their art um is is really fun it it's got this kind of bright vibrant style it kind of has the same um looseness as alfona's art style does but it's uh i think it kind of even takes it to the next level cuz it makes it really um pop um it's almost like like makes makes it feel younger and i i really like
1: uh, leon's style there yeah brings like a dynamic aspect to it yeah then the final uh, book that I have for the poll list is going to be the all new, all different Avengers run, which came out in 2016. It was written by Mark Wade, and art was done by Adam Kubert, as well as Mahmoud Asrar. And just a shout out to all of these amazing creators. We are sorry if we are butchering your names, but you make fantastic content. And we just want to say thank you. But yeah, this, I,
0: I, I like that there's a lot of different uh, names that we have to butcher because I look forward to all the people saying, actually, it's this. And because, like, we should be able to know who these names are. And, and you know, I want to be able to see them right. So, yeah, please let us know.
1: All new, all different Avengers is really exciting just because the lineup is made up of all these different and newer characters. We have obviously Kamala Khan as Ms. Marvel. Then you have Miles Morales, Spider-Man. You have Captain America, Sam Wilson. You have Tony Stark Iron Man. So you have the tried and true Iron Man there. But then you have Jane Foster's Thor and an emotionless vision, which I didn't know you could be more emotionless, but, but that's the, I guess that's a thing. But th- this team is really exciting and new and different. You get to see how certain powers mix with each other and how, characters that you in your mind you've you've known for years the abilities at least but now they're being used by a different character within the same universe and so it's really about how they use the powers that they have but in a different way it's just exciting it's new and fun and i i've enjoyed just getting different takes on characters because it keeps things fresh
0: yeah and miss marvel and that um you know keeps some of the humor along with miles morales i think and uh, it's it's fun seeing her on that team because she's still clearly learning <laughs> yeah uh, how to use her powers mm-hmm. and you have all these like uh, you know old guard guys like vision and and iron man and sam wilson you know kind of saying no you got to do it this way and like watch what you're doing and uh which is fun yeah, so that, that was fun that started in 2016 and then there there has been a more recent revamp or relaunch of the of the title called Magnificent Miss Marvel, which G Willow Wilson passed the torch over to Saladin Ahmed um and new artist Minkyu Jung. And again, sorry if we mispronounce those names. So that's a newer series ongoing um and it's still going. And I, I looked briefly at it. I didn't read any of it. Um but it it looks really it looked really fun. It looks like you know it's Kamala kind of like fully in her She's fully in the, the hero lifestyle, but I mean she's still kind of dealing with stuff at home and and uh, her circle of friends has kind of evolved and I like that the character of Bruno has become this you know sort of uh techie gadget guy, you know, like in her life, and he's he's understands biochemistry, he helped make her costume and everything so yeah, I, I like her little supporting character
1: run a lot. yeah, they're fun one i I can't believe I also forgot one more character from all new different. All new, all different Avengers is the younger version of Nova, the Sam Alexander, who we mentioned yeah. a little bit earlier. But he's in there too. A lot of fun, young, dynamic characters in that series. Absolutely. Check it out. Well, we're gonna take a brief little break and we'll be back in just a minute.
0: Hey, this is kind of Jay
1: Coach Duffy
0: from the Ocho Duro Parley Hour Podcast. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Hey, everybody. We are extremely excited to announce a new segment during our issues where we will be highlighting one comics artist, writer, or comics collaborator per issue. We're calling this our Comics Creator Spotlight. I, that's, I don't have any special music for it, but this is our first creator Uh, that we're highlighting, and it's the unbelievably talented Daniel Dahl. Daniel is an artist from Minnesota that specializes in comics-related art. His art is insanely detailed and overall just phenomenal. Uh, You can find his art on his social media accounts, which we'll put in the show notes. He is open for commissions, which you can order by DMing him on his social media accounts. And you can also order prints and even a sketchbook showing off multiple covers and commissions he's done in the past. And, of course, when we have conventions again, he'll be sure to be at, I'm sure, many conventions. To celebrate our first Comics Creator Spotlight, Daniel was kind enough to send us a few stellar pieces to give away. In order to have a chance at winning a free sketchbook or a print, all you have to do is follow Daniel's Twitter at Daniel S. Dahl, that's D-A-H-L, and retweet our post about the spotlight in our Twitter feed. Two winners will be chosen at random for a chance to either win the sketchbook or two prints. We'll announce the winners in our next issue. So thanks to Daniel, and follow him on social media, and check out his social medias as well, because his work is awesome. Good luck. Hey everybody, Uh, this is our little break time and we want to thank you for listening and say that we love you guys and um, thank you for supporting the show. If you want to find out more and converse with us and see what we're talking about before the new episodes break and want to be more informed on announcements about the episodes, uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at CBKCast and use the hashtag CBKCast with all of your what-if ideas for each episode and we'll be sure to respond and uh, answer any questions you might have we also have an instagram at cbk cast as well where we'll post some images of upcoming uh, heroes and um, some of our favorite artwork from the artists that we're talking about comic book keepers is hosted by the geekly grind stop by the geekly grind for all things geeky from comics anime manga board games video games rpgs and more take a break from your weekly grind at the geekly
1: grind And don't forget to check out the composer of our theme song, Arcane Anthems. Our good friend Weston makes royalty-free music for tabletop RPGs, campaigns, streams, podcasts, and more. You can check him out at Arcane Anthems.
0: Alright, that's all of our announcements. Thanks again for listening, and let's get back to the episode. Okay, I was just normal until the Terrigen wave hit and activated the inhuman DNA I didn't even know I had. Now I can make myself kind of... Big or small and all right let's talk about some adaptations for miss Marvel Kamala Khan now this is kind of a newer character it's only been about what uh six years or so since she's come out maybe you know seven years yeah, um but up already often. uh some of the some of the adaptations uh, that she's been part of um, and she, and it's getting more and more prominent um, they've already announced Probably the most, the biggest thing with Kamala Khan is they announced a a live action series for Disney Plus, which is going to be coming out um, alongside some of the other Disney Plus series uh, of Marvel characters. But um, I I feel like it's leading up to, like you said, uh, this is going to be part of a tie in with the Marvel Universe because the Disney Plus series are are going to be doing that. So we should see Miss Marvel somehow tie into a phase four phase phase five, you know, I don't know if she's going to get her own movie. I think it would be awesome if she did. But, um, but, but in a, in a big Avengers coming together kind of thing, I think it's going to be really cool to see that character.
1: Yeah. I think her powers will be really interesting to see how they adapt that to the live screen.
0: Yeah. There's going to be a little bit of growing pains. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Trying to figure that out. (laughs) But Miss Marvel has been adapted in a few different ways, most notably in video games. She's been in a ton of different Marvel video games. Marvel has made a bunch of iOS games and and Android games like Marvel Puzzle Quest, Lego Avengers, uh, Marvel Avengers Academy, Future Fight, Contest of Champions, Pinball, you know, like she's been all these and you'll see, you know, her make an appearance and be voiced by different people. So like yeah, that she's been in a lot of stuff. She is going to be in the upcoming 2020 Avengers game for uh PlayStation, Xbox, um PS5, all that stuff. Um that's big tentpole game. Um and she's going to be one of the featured Avengers in that game as well. So a lot of video game stuff. Um she's also been in a couple of animated versions for Marvel, most notably She made her debut in Avengers Assemble, which was an animated series um, that I think was on Disney XD. And then she was also in uh, Future Avengers, which was like kind of a TV movie kind of thing. And then she was in an episode of Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man, and um, most recently, I think in Marvel Rising, which um, featured like some of the sort of younger characters like um, uh, Ghost spider uh squirrel girl was in that um there was there was a couple of like kind of i don't want to say b characters but you know like
1: up and coming characters Squ- and squirrel girl was... took out thanos she she ain't no b character
0: yeah i know i mean well yeah so not i i didn't say B characters but like you know characters that in the public eye like are kind of coming up so yeah and and, and kamala's part of that as well we're only going to see more out of kamala khan more adaptations are on their way, but, um, yeah, I, I definitely enjoy, I've, I've enjoyed seeing her in the video games. I've seen little snippets of, but in the, the animated stuff has been really fun, especially cause they they have fun playing with all of the powers that she has, like this, the embiggens and everything like that. There, there's even like a a small little like Marvel superheroes that, that I watch with my son. That's like the, you know, big heads and everything like that. And there's an episode where Spider-Man teams up with Miss Marvel and, I Remember, my son is like, "Who is that?" <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's his Marvel, <laughs> and she, like, she has this gigantic hand and grabs Electro or something, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, that's so cool!" <laughs> I am like, "Yeah, I know." So it's, it's, it's a really she's a fun character, and and she she's very appealing. Um, so I, I can't wait to see more of her and how they how they adapt her.
1: Yeah, her her ability to incorporate humor is also going to be really fun to to see, just because the, that initial shock of whoa. Her hand is gigantic now, can be kind of like a gross yeah. out factor, and so being a teenage girl and how having that happen the first time on screen could be a really big opportunity for a big convenient moment. So, a lot yeah. of a lot of fun potential <laughs> there. And you you left out Marvel Strike Force in the video games. Oh, sorry the, 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 the time yeah. suck of my life at this point in time. Yeah, it's kind of well, it's kind of
0: repetitive. So you know, I, it's it's one of those. It's one of those Marvel games
1: that they put out. Now it's time for our what if segment. This segment's all about what nerds do best. We talk about our fever dream concepts for comic book characters and creations. We wanted to incorporate a little bit about Kamala's origin. So this week it's going to be Place Yourself in Kamala's Shoes, which fits because. Much like her, we are fanboys of the genre. And the Terrigen Mist encompasses your body. And while you're being transformed in that cocoon, you're confronted by the three most influential heroes of the Marvel Universe. We're going to stick keep to Marvel Universe just because Ms. Marvel is part of it. So, Chris, what would be the three heroes that would confront you as you are transforming into this next-level superhero?
0: Oh, gosh. So we're talking about Marvel Universe heroes? Yes. Keeping it to Marvel. Okay. So if I was an Inhuman, first of all, awesome. Uh, I would want to be uh, confronted by three three heroes. Uh, one of them would be Doctor Strange, because I feel like we have a kinship because we have um, similar goatees. goatees yeah. And And graying hair on the side. And he... I love the way the Doctor Strange talks. <laughs> I just I love that. You know, they brought that out in the films, and and, yeah. and just how ridiculous he sounds. But yeah. I, I love that stuff. So Doctor Strange for sure. I'm gonna also go with uh, t- T'Challa, Black Panther, mm-hmm. um, because it's he's a freaking beast and and awesome and like just I I, I like you know I've always really enjoyed black panther as as a as a character and um yeah i think like he would be in the marvel universe since i can't have batman i would say like he would be the one i'd be like (laughs) yes Uh teach teach me like he's the he's the teach me you know teach me how you fight kind of guy and then the last one (laughs) is uh is probably going to be rogue from (laughs) x-men nice (laughs) because because it's rogue from x-men so And, and I, I like her and she's got a Southern accent.
1: Solid choices. Yeah. But
0: she's also, she's also a formidable fighter and can fly. And if I had any flight uh, abilities, uh, well, well, when we have a rogue episode, I will tell you why I like rogue so much, but uh, yeah, uh, I think she would, she would be great um, as somebody that can like whip you into shape.
1: Nice. Solid choices.
0: And for you, who would be your three Marvel characters?
1: First one is definitely going to be Peter Parker, Spider Man, just because he's been. I do it. Yep, it's <laughs> I knew oh, you sho- pick Spider Man. Shocker, the guy that likes Spider Man <laughs> picks Spider Man. Spider Man episode. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it would definitely be Spider Man first. Be relatable. He's younger. He's struggling with everyday problems. I feel like he would be the one that would be the level headed. Uh, kind of instructor to me then next would probably be hulk (laughs) just because uh, i i'm going for like a comedy theme here with my instructors so i have peter who's this really intelligent um superhero that's in control then you have hulk but never gonna turn into bruce banner i'm never gonna learn anything scientific it's going to be hulk literally sitting next to spider-man and when peter's done hulk's just gonna be like and then you smash every single time no matter what the concept don't forget to use your lats exactly it's just going to be hit hit things hard that's gonna be like the only lesson and then just to add to the confusion probably nightcrawler just and he's just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bam thing all around yeah like sure. i i imagine the most adhd version of nightcrawler you can possibly imagine just not wanting to listen to peter talk so he bamps everywhere and then hulk is kind of like trying to clap him like just trying to catch him so there's just this chaos going on in the background where peter's trying to actually explain how to be a hero nice i mean from a mentor standpoint i think that's
0: good except i think hulk as a mentor i, I don't know I think that's your weak point um I don't know this is well. more
1: just an insight into how my brain thinks versus three actually good instructors. I would pick very different people if this was like <laughs> this was like i, I picked, need to I picked instructors like I picked like oh t- i I have the master of the mystic arts yeah
0: the mm-hmm. the most formidable hand to hand combat you know uh and also king of a country, so you know st- uh he's great at statistics and statistics uh strategist he's a a brilliant strategist you know t'challa and then and rogue who is uh an amazing um you know member of the x-men and and you know can take she took on captain marvel
1: and you know i mean stole her powers yeah my my mentors are more would be more of a okay you you guys are Doing great. I I guess I'll figure this out on, on my Peter, own. Peter then. Parker and Nightcrawler,
0: I, I'll give you that. Yeah. This is a this is a Marvel versus Capcom to, you know, uh three characters versus three characters. I would want to see who who comes out on top. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> so let us know who your three Marvel characters that you would pick as mentors if you were encased in a Terrigen mist cocoon and you had three characters from the Marvel universe. Uh, that had to be your mentors, who would they be? Let us know at CBK cast on Twitter. And uh, we will, we will, uh, we'd like to see what, what your picks are for, for our what if for this week. Uh, I think it's time to close the book on Miss Marvel Kamala Khan. Um, Do we have any final thoughts, Lance?
1: She's probably one of my favorite new characters that Marvel's come out with in the past decade. Um, her her writing is really funny. She's immediately relatable, and she's just it's just a fun read. So if you haven't read up on Ms. Marvel yet, go for it.
0: Yeah, and I and I will echo that and say that she's not only one of the most fun reads, but uh, probably one of the most important uh, books to come out recently in recent years. But just because of cultural significance and and because of diversity, it's it's really great to see that you know that kind of representation not just in a comic but having her own title is great to see that and i hope we see more of that Mm -hmm. i hope we see a lot more of that
1: in years to come yeah i i really i really hope they crush it with the live action series that would be amazing me too we will see
0: all right so it's time to close the book on miss marvel so until next time this is chris and lance reminding you to keep your friends close but your comic books closer.